Hi, I'm Steve Westerly, and this is Beneficial Intelligence, a new weekly podcast with stories and pragmatic information for CIOs and other IT leaders. This week, accidental publication. Security is hard, and there are two ways organizations lose data. One is through dedicated attacks, when hackers are out to get you. The other is through carelessness. Errors made by people in your organization that cause you to lose data without any bad actors actively trying to get you. Defending yourself against hackers is really hard. As we've seen from the SolarWinds hack and other upstream attacks, you're not only vulnerable to your own bad security practices, you're also vulnerable to bad security practices from your vendors. But carelessness, it should really be easy to avoid losing data through carelessness. But as we keep seeing, it's just as big a cause of data leaks as actual hacker attacks. The MI6 in the UK, they're famous for losing uh, confidential laptops in taxis and in bars all over London. Now, this might be because the British press is good at ferreting out these stories, and they are good stories. Now, these are the kind of things that IT can do something about. Like With proper IT practices, these are all encrypted laptops, so even if the Russians do get these laptops, they won't be able to get any useful data out of them. It gets worse if data is not encrypted. We had a good case here in Denmark a couple of years ago, where the national health authorities were sending some data from um, on on Danes and their uh, diseases. So they prepared a couple of CD-ROMs containing data on every Dane and every disease that that person had. You would think that would be uh, kind of sensitive information, right? You would think it would be encrypted, right? Hmm, wrong. So these are two unencrypted uh, CDs, but they were sent off via mail. Now, not just any mail, registered mail, so you can actually be absolutely sure that somebody received them. Only the problem was that um, they accidentally sent all of this data to the Chinese embassy instead of to the National Institute of Statistics. So basically, uh, we gave China data on every Dane and every illness they had. Apparently, the Chinese didn't look at it, look at this data, and returned the CDs. But sending that kind of information on unencrypted CDs in the mail, <clears throat> carelessness. Now, these are things; these are procedural violations. We can do something. Uh, we can do something about that, like the MI, MI6 encrypts their laptops. And if you have good procedures for data transfer, you would not be sending out unencrypted CD-ROMs. But there are other places where we're seeing these kind of accidental publication. Security researchers can make a whole career out of simply scanning through Amazon and other cloud services looking for unsecured storage buckets. There's almost every month there is a story about somebody who has uploaded some data. Oh, it was just temporary data. We were just moving it from system A to system B, and it was easier to just put it up on some kind of Amazon storage. And it just stayed there, and nobody remembered to delete it. And until a security 
researcher walked by and said, oh, that's interesting. There, here's data on another 50 million Americans and their credit history or their medical records. Again, this is somewhere where IT has a chance to intervene. You can monitor all the data that goes out of your organizations to public cloud services. So you can make sure that there's actually somebody okaying this, somebody who has looked at this data transfer and has said, well, this data is adequately secured or it doesn't need security, it can be moved out. But sometimes IT itself is the problem. We saw that in one way in California recently. Now in California, they've built up a database of all the political donations and donations to NGOs. So there's a database and if somebody, if there is some uh, suspicion of fraud or something, you can look up who has contributed to which cause. Now, because this is, you don't want, um, you don't want people who have contributed to a controversial cause to be outed by their political enemies. This is something that was supposed to be private, but it wasn't. The, you could look up uh, your own contributions on a website, on a California state website, and of course it had a URL parameter. And by now, you know, every journalist who sees a URL that says question mark ID equals 1234 is going to try and change that number. And in this case, mm, that gave you other records and other records. So in effect, this database this whole database was accidentally published because it was made available to anybody who could figure out how to change a URL. The other big cause of accidental publication is bad API calls, unsecured API calls. There was a um, an American college student, 19-year-old boy, who was uh, looking around, shopping around for um, for college loans. And he found that he could um, he could see if he qualified simply by entering his name, address, and date of birth. So he thought, hmm, that was strange. How do they know that I'm really who I say I am? So he opened the source code of the page in his browser, and he saw that it was making a call to Experian, one of the big credit score providers, and there was no authentication. So... He tried other data sets and he could retrieve the credit score of every American simply through this unsecured API. So the, the times when we could secure IT systems simply by depending on, on the general public not being able to figure out how the thing worked, those days are over. Every college student knows how to look at web page source. Every journalist knows how to change a URL. So if you're a CIO or CTO, you need to make sure that you have security reviews in place for every system, because otherwise you'll be the next organization to accidentally publish confidential information. Thank you for listening to Beneficial Intelligence, a weekly podcast with stories and pragmatic information for CIOs and other IT leaders. If you like the content, please spread the word. If you have comments, please get in touch. My contact information is in the show notes. See you next week.